started briefly last week, for those of you who were here, and then in John chapter 6, you know, we read about, I'm so out of breath, and I'm unfit. But anyway, in John chapter 6, we read about Jesus uh, doing all these miracles. I don't know if you've read, you know, if I mentioned these miracles to you, you go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, him walking on water, have you heard of, of that story? Um, you know, him feeding the thousands, you know, it was actually 5,000 men, and obviously there were wives and children, so we assume at, at least 7,000 people who were already fed multiplying the loaves and the fish and it's amazing miracles that we read about and um, in John chapter 6 verse 35 Jesus makes this statement and then we jump into it and Jesus said I am the bread of life and so thinking just to keep this as a backdrop he just fed at least 5,000 people with with multiplying the bread and so um, he's not just saying I'm the bread of life because he actually did a miracle with bread. And so you, Jesus, as we have you ever seen, he always uses your circumstance to speak to you. And so the people had a need for bread, and, and, and they were hungry, and, and he's like, well, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. Isn't that reassuring? Knowing that Jesus is the bread of life, and if we come to him, we'll never go hungry. And if we come to him, we'll never go thirsty. If we believe in him, we'll never go thirsty. And, and I'm, I'm just putting myself in the shoes of those disciples, seeing these miracles, hearing him say this, and this, this, this is what they did. They started moaning. <laughs> I don't know why. So they started moaning and grumbling for some reason. And um, I think one of the reasons why they really started moaning and grumbling is they, they were there just for the physical bread. They, they came to be fed by Jesus. They came you know, because it's going to give me food. And, and some of them actually were concerned about where tomorrow's bread will come from. And so they were, they were, I'm, I'm sure there were many fears and, and doubts. And so they were kind of there for the bread that Jesus can give them. And I'm thinking that's the only reason why he's there. And then, so the disciples started grumbling. I don't know what, imagine Jesus in front of you, he does a miracle, and you say, oh, well, you know, whatever grumbling looks like. <laughs> they started moaning about what Jesus said. And um, let me tell you, if you start grumbling and moaning and complaining, it will actually cause you to miss Jesus. That's, that's what happened here. People started moaning, grumbling, and, and they missed Jesus. They missed him as a person. And so Jesus tells them, listen, stop moaning. I don't know how he said it in his tone, but he, he, he said, stop moaning. It could have been, please, Jesus, you know, stop moaning. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> but he said to them, stop moaning. And um, listen, if Jesus tells you to do something, you kind of, you do it, you know. But they didn't do it. They just kept on moaning. And in John chapter 6, verse 47 to 51, it's just on, on the back of what I just read. Jesus says, I tell you the truth. He who believes has everlasting life and eternal life. And then again, again, he kind of repeats himself. I am the bread of life. And usually when Jesus says the same thing again, it just ramps up the importance. It's not that what he said 
which is not important, but it's like, I am the bread of life. Could I again tell you again? You know, so I am the bread of life, Jesus says. And he goes on in 49, your forefathers ate the manna in the desert, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which a man may eat and not die. I am the living bread. I am the living bread. He kind of says it again. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone, anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. If you just give there, listen, it's actually not just about the physical bread. It's about me. It's about eternal life. If you believe in me, if you live in me, if you, if you partake of me as the bread of life, then you will have life. So many disciples came for the physical bread. Jesus can show you many years later that they were wrong. And Jesus asked them, did not anyone eat? Yes, but you need to eat of me. Jesus says, you need to eat of me. And he gives that example. This is what it's for you. But then see what Jesus is saying. So this is missed it completely. It's for us, it's like, oh, I got this. How did you miss that? But, but, but they missed it because they were moaning. They were grumbling and, and, and they were deceived to a, to a sense. And in verse 66, it says, At this time, many disciples turned back and no longer followed him. And we kind of, I know, I know what it's like. We kind of look at it and we kind of judge him a bit, you know. Oh, I would never do that, you know. Like, how, how else can you ever do that? Listen, if our hearts are not soft, if our hearts are not to follow Jesus, no matter the cost, that can be mean mean. And then, and, and let's, let's read on. And then Jesus asked the two many who keep turning away and not following anymore. He looks at the 12 just sold out for him do you want to leave too do you want to leave as well Jesus asked the 12 and Simon Peter answered Lord to whom shall we go you have the words of eternal life we believe and know that you are the holy one of God sorry I was just saying all of that scripture that's top wording Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. And I want to say that those that, that followed him, that they were that, that turned away, those actually at a stage followed him. So it's not it's not like they were unbelievers, no, I don't believe in God, I'm not gonna follow. They they were disciples, they followed him. And the disciple is following, you're a follower of Jesus. So me and you, if you're a Christian this morning, you're a disciple. And we're not like those 12 disciples that we read about as the apostles, but we are Jesus' disciples. So it's possible that some of us can actually turn away and walk away from Him because at some stage it costs to get to our place. But those 12, the, the way Peter responded, there was no one else to go in their hearts. They gave everything. If you read it, so they gave everything. They, they gave their lives for Jesus. You know, and, and I want to say this morning, if you 
looking at in Scripture that Jesus is the one that gives eternal life. Jesus is the one that gives eternal life. There's no other way. And the world could tell you different. You go inside this now, they'll tell you something different. But, but I'm convinced that Jesus is alive. And I'm convinced that he gave us the whole word, the whole Bible, that we need to apply in our lives. We get to know him as a person. And he, and he says that he is the only way. He is the way to eternal life. There's no other way to get into heaven is through Jesus. It's a price that we must pay. And these disciples gave their lives. They gave their everything knowing this truth. And so Jesus is the bread of life. Do we, do we actually know that? There are many, like I said, many looks at what we can give God instead of Him as a person. Many actually look at Him because they want to be fed first. So, so they just look for the physical things that He can give them. Instead where Jesus says, just take of me. And I mean, let's be honest this morning. How many of us or actually just, we, we just want what he can give us. We just ask for what he, what, what he can give us. You know, we ask and we say, Lord, if you give me stuff, give me things, give me whatever. But what if Jesus doesn't want to give you that? Because he wants you to just partake of him. And we need to understand this, you know, because he is the bread of life. Him as a person. Not, the bread isn't the uh, God. Jesus is. Not what just what's in his hands or what's not in his hands that we follow. We follow him. Which means at times you ask for something and you won't get it. And we need to have this understanding that at times we're actually not going to get what we ask for. And, and that's difficult. Because we want to see the fruit. We want to see the results. But will that change the way we follow him? we follow him as a person whether it goes well or not and, and that's a challenging piece that we need to fix in our lives otherwise it's, it's going to become difficult when you have an expectation of something that needs to take place or should be given to you and it doesn't happen and then suddenly our faith actually gets tested right but if our faith is in Jesus as a person man this life can throw whatever at me Whatever. What, whatever. I'm not going to change my relationship with Jesus. In fact, I'm going to grow even more in Him. Because my faith is in Him, not the things I see. Yeah? Jesus is the bread of life. And we need to settle this in our hearts. And we need to have this understanding. Otherwise, this is what's going to happen. What, what do we, we just read? They started moaning. They started grumbling. Because we don't understand, we're kind of figuring it out, and we're not, you know, it doesn't make sense to us. And they missed him, and they walked away from him. This is what will happen to us if we do not have this theology of our faith rooted in Jesus, and in, rather in things. But if it doesn't work out the way we think, we start in our hearts, we miss Jesus, and we walk away from him. And can I, can I just be just blunt this morning? I think we are ignorant to think we are not able to 
If you think now, I'll never walk away from you, I think that's ignorant. And we should be humble knowing this is you that keeps me. And I'm going to remain in you. I'm going to remain in you. I'm not going to put my faith in myself that I'm going to stay here with you. This is you that keeps me. And I, I go through stuff in life. I, I, I stumble here and there. But Lord, it's you that keeps me. And I want to follow you, no matter the cost. It's interesting where this, those 12 said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. It does feel like the other disciples had somewhere to go. It does feel like that. It doesn't say it, but it does feel like that. And if there's somewhere else to go and the cost gets too high for you, you'll probably go at some stage. And we need to settle in our hearts. There's nowhere else to go, Jesus. You have the words of eternal life. You are the bread of life. And nothing else I will find my life in this life but you. done it (laughs) but not everyone is doing it because there's a cost to it there's a i'm actually needing to surrender my life because i'm not the lord of my life anymore he is and this world is like no you are the lord of your life take the throne just climb the ladder you are the king of your life that's the way we come to have the same faith for us that either jesus is lord of our life or he's not either he is the king of our life or he's not Either he is on the throne of our heart or he's not. And the disciples are like, Lord, you are. You, you have saved your life. It's like you came to death and we need to get our hearts into that place. It's not about us. It's about him. And he, he wants us to be with him. He wants us to be rooted in him. He wants us to partake in him. Listen, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 40, he says that, well, actually, he refers to the Lord's Prayer. Give us today our daily bread. Give us today our daily bread. And so Jesus is our daily bread. It's not yesterday's bread. It's today's bread. Not last week's bread. It's today's bread. You know, in the Old Testament, you read about the guy that, that, that actually received manna from heaven, and it was enough for today. And he said, do not store that up for tomorrow. Trust me, it's for tomorrow. But today, here's your bread. And trust me for today. And tomorrow is another day. But here's the thing. I do believe that, that Jesus wants us to partake of him every day. He is our daily bread. Give us today our daily bread. And he gives us enough for today. But it's so beautiful and so it's so life-giving that when we are in his presence today, it does feel like, man, this is enough for the, like the whole month. When we, when we experience his presence, we think, man, this will sustain me for the rest of the month. And then we obviously neglect what 
taking a healing of our daily bread. And so we need, we need daily bread. Recently, I was chatting to a friend, and we were just sharing stories of what the Lord has done in our lives. We were sharing testimonies of what the Lord has done, of His faithfulness, and how He came through at different stages in our lives and in, 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 in whichever um, season we were in. And it actually struck me that there's so many testimonies that you can share of the past, but recently, I mean, there's not many testimonies that you can share of your own life. It's just like, there's some awesome stories of the past of how he came through in, in different ways, in, in healings and provision and whatever. And then recently, it just feels like constantly need to go back to find those moments where I feel like the Lord has something for us today. And what He still wants to do, not just old stories, but new stories. Not just old bread, but new bread. And, and, and I, I feel like at times we get stuck with the old. Where the Lord actually wants to do something today and in, in, in the time to come. You guys going on outreach now, man. Stuck for what He's going to do now. Not when in the past we done that. But actually, no, no, no. What, it was, what does He want to do today? It's interesting because Paul didn't actually know what I was preaching on this morning. And he said in the, in the, in the service time before, I'm, why don't you come and share it with me? Uh, well, we were chatting just this morning and just looking at the top of this page of the ministry and not bread and money and stuff you give in the church. what God has done even in your life that you might we almost get happy just in knowing that and we don't really want to ask the Lord what what are what are the things in my life that need to let go of some money and look for what I need to do now and look at the new money movement that's happening in our lives and so we do celebrate what the Lord has done but we know that he's not finished yet and what he wants to do John chapter 15, verse 4, it says, Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And can we just keep that up? Because it is so important that we remain in Jesus. Not, I have remained in Him years ago, and I think I'm fine today. No, no, it's a constantly remaining in Him. It's a continually remaining in Him relationship that we have with Him. It's not just a back there. It's a now that we need to remain in Jesus. And this is important. Because I do think at times we feel like, I've made a decision so many years ago. I'm fine now. But are we actually daily remaining in Him? Are we daily forsaking our sin? fruit of a Christian is by remaining in Jesus. And I mean, who doesn't want to bear fruit as a Christian? We want to flourish as, as a people of God. We don't want to say, oh, I'm a Christian, you know, I'm just trying to survive. And there are moments like that, but that actually is safety to bear fruit for Him. But the point is to bear fruit for Him, for His glory, for the Father's glory. We bear fruit. We're not the super Christians. 
fruit bearing Christian. But otherwise, by remaining in Him as the vine, we are committed, we are planted, we are rooted in Him. And we drift at times. We would be like fishing nets. And you don't have to be a song writer or whatever. I know the song might be, but <laughs> I remember years ago, a friend of mine invited me to go and fish with him. And I'm not a fisherman, um, but uh, I enjoy a trip like that. And so we, we went to the Fall River, kind of two hours away from here. And um, we, uh, we were on this little boat. So it's a, it's a river. It's not a dam. It's a, it's, it's a flowing river. Um, and we were on this little boat big enough for about three of us. And we had these little rods, you know, um, like those fly fishing rods. And um, we were on this river trying to catch fish. And we were trying to... We're on this river trying to find the right place where we can, where we feel like, you know, it feels, it feels like fishing is life, right? It's like you just sit out and it's like, hopefully it's fine. It's not. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be judged after this. <laughs> but anyway, so that's how it felt. And so we were on this river. We found a spot where we felt like, I think this is the right spot. And we just hovered over the water in, 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 that, in that area. And it wasn't like, like the ocean flowing in and out. It was actually flat water, perfect normal. I mean, we were just trying to fish and fish, and time went by. And the next moment, we, we found ourselves actually onto this river bank, like underneath the trees, and suddenly we had these, these cypresses and trees and the branches, and we actually drifted into a place where we actually don't want to be. And that's, that, isn't that like what happen, happens in our lives at times? We feel like, man, this, this is, the, this is the spot. I need to be here. And we go about our lives and we, we drift without even knowing. It wasn't like, oh, we drift. It was a shuffling. We just drifted a little bit and a little bit more and a little bit more. And then the next moment we were on this riverbank just not knowing how we're going to get back. And the reality is at times we do drift as, as followers of Jesus. Thing is, how do we get back from that place? We just get back. Just remain in me. Just get back to me. You don't have to continue to drift. It's not the end of the end of the world. Just get back to me. You know, and some of us this morning might have drifted from that place. I don't want us to be everyone in, 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 in that very experienced moment where someone held you up. Maybe some of us actually drifted from that. Just like that. You know, maybe we don't even realize, but we keep looking back and, oh, I think I drifted. And, and this morning, the Lord is calling us back to Him. Get back to Him. Just turn to Him today. And like the disciples said, where, where do you tell us go? Do you have the words of eternal life? I do. I want to be where you are. that this morning maybe even if you have drifted even if maybe you feel like man i'm off that cliff i don't know how i'm ever going to get back just get back to him just turn to him if you're busy with sin just turn away from it just repent of that and say lord i'm sorry and turn to him and hold on to him and follow him you don't have to overcomplicate your your things and your drift just get back to him and remain in jesus that's the only way we're going to bear fruit Can I pray for us?
you guys in the first place. You are
Sometimes you can do little things like you got to be a busy bee. And Matthew, listen to this, Matthew chapter 3, verse 8 says, Bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Do you want to bear fruit? And so, Lord, I pray that this morning, that you will find us out rooted in you. For some of us have drifted, but we'll come back to you this morning. We'll come back to you this morning. Lord, I pray if, if, if there are some of us that feel like we're always just stuck in the old and we want to substitute a new thing, that you will come and do that in our hearts this morning. We will lift our eyes to you. I do feel like I want to pray if you if you feel like you're not bearing fruit as a Christian and you're saying, you know, I just don't want to bear fruit. If that is you, why don't you just stand? I'm just too bold and I want to pray for you. Just stand if you feel like, you know, I just want to bear fruit. I'm constantly stuck in the old in the old world. I want the new bread, the daily bread. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Too bold if you feel like, you know, I want more fruit. Thank you, Lord. We want you making daily bread for us. So, Lord, I pray that you will give us the grace this morning to follow you. I pray that in the same way as the disciples said, there's nowhere else to go. You have the words of eternal life. But we will be remaining in you, Jesus. I pray for each one of us, Lord, that, that we will be a people that, that is bearing excellent fruit. A people that loves you. Lord, and I pray, Lord, that your voice will be clear as day. That we won't get distracted by anything that this world can offer, but that we will be consumed by you, Jesus. With your kingdom. And Lord, I thank you that you give us our daily bread. And I pray for each one of us, Lord, that, that we will encounter you afresh. As we go about our day, as we wake up to spend time with you every day, Lord, that we will encounter you. That we will come to you with a boldness, entering into your presence, seeking you with all of our hearts. And I pray that we will find you. That we will find you together as a church, but that we'll also find you in our secret place. That we will be a people that hears your voice and follows you, Lord. I pray for those who have drifted, that you will come and just grab hold of our hearts, grab hold of our lives, that we will be found in you. Lord, we want to keep you in our sights. We don't want to start well and, and, and finish badly. Lord, we actually want to finish well. We're continually remaining in you until that day when you are coming back, that we will be found in you, Jesus. feel like it's a it's a word that will that will require work it's a it's a thing that when you can respond in 20 years that's great that's why they're thanking you but tomorrow life happens right but can we experience this time in him remaining in him baptizing us in him of our daily bread just get into his presence that is where the life is and if you feel like you're drifting just get back to him feel like, man, I need prayer, just get people around you to pray for you. We're not above walking in love. We're just feeling we need to be humble to remain in Him, following